This podcast is brought to you by Voice and Vision, bringing help, hope, and healing to individuals, families, and communities affected by mental illness, addictions, and disabilities in southeastern Pennsylvania. Financial support for this podcast is provided by a Veterans Trust Fund grant from the Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veterans Affairs. Welcome to Untold Valor, a podcast with a unique focus on veterans, featuring stories of courage, recovery, perseverance, and strength. Listen to hear veterans share their perspectives on what it's like to battle mental health challenges, combat addictions, and overcome other adversities unique to those who have served. Back for another edition of Untold Valor, where we give veterans a platform and a chance to talk and share their stories and their experiences uh, in the service, out of the service, and some things that are going along with mental health and all those you know things that we need to really spend more time and uh, energy on helping veterans. So this week on the show, we've got Ricardo Birdsong on with us. And uh, Ricardo, welcome in. Thanks for being here. How are you today? I'm doing well, and thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what were your, uh, what branch of the service were you in? Uh, you know, rank, things of that nature. Uh, tell us a little bit about your time in the service. Well, when people ask me to tell me about myself, first thing I like to say is I'm married for 27 years okay. uh, with, with four kids. Uh, I spent my time in the Navy. That's where I began my service. And I tell people I graduated from high school and I was 17 years old. And two weeks later, I was in boot camp going through the Navy. Mm. So I, I spent um, over 30 years in the Navy. Wow. So, yeah, you went the whole distance there. What what, what uh, was your final rank? Uh, my final rank was, was captain. So that was something that I'm very proud of starting off as a seaman recruit, E1, and retired as a captain, 06. Wow. So that's something I'm very very happy about that's fantastic so in 30 years obviously you've experienced a lot of things uh within the service lots of uh, deployments and time uh any major obstacles that you you know you encountered along the way that uh, stories you want to share with us today of course you have the um, deployments and things like that i've experienced several deployments during my military career uh some of the things that stick out did lots of great things on my deployments whether i was on ships or whether I was um, deployed to Iraq in the middle zone. But as I look back on 30 plus years, the thing that really sticks out is the things that I missed when I was on those deployments. And what I mean by that is um, birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, countless number of holidays. As I retired and looked back, I realized that I can't get those things back if I really miss that. One story that I, that tell my very first deployment after I was married, my son was born. I missed him walking. I missed his very first um, birthday. And um, when the ship comes back from deployment, it's a real big festive occasion where there's lots of pumps and circumstance where you come and meet each other and you hug your wife and, and, and your, your family. Well, I went to go hug my wife and my son, who was one years old at the time, started pushing me away, like, get away from me. Who are you? Mm, yeah. So, um, so that, that that's, that's the kind of things on a personal level that um, really stick out in the military. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, sometimes they don't recognize us, right? So they kind of have to rebuild that. Uh, Reverend Ben, welcome in. How are you doing but today, by the way? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Uh, Ricardo, so glad to have you on. Uh, I congratulate you on how you excel through the ranks. Going from an enlisted man to uh, an officer, which is very uh, commendable. 
But let me ask you a question. Since you seem to have some insight on the military, can you tell our listeners a little bit about how the medical and benefits things impact you now for, by, by putting that time in? Thank you very much for asking that question because, um, as a matter of fact, the medical benefits are one of the things that I am so blessed to have. And um, what I mean by that, when I was in the military, I'm, I'm originally from Alabama. And so my folks, uh, that's my that's where my roots are from. And one of the things I didn't realize how great of care that I got in the military um, until I started going through things. And just while I was on active duty, I just happened, you have to go to your physical every year. And I told the doctor, you they asked your family history. And I just say, oh, yeah, my, my grandmother was was on dialysis. My father was on dialysis. My mother was on dialysis. And my sister was on uh, dialysis. And they're like, whoa, okay, we're going to have to follow you real closely. So since then, I met with a nephrologist every year. And so I've, so I've been, my medical treatment has been followed. So that's one of the things that I say, both on active duty, I don't think that I could have gotten the medical care and attention that I got um, if I wasn't in the military, and then plus post-retirement, I have a good story to tell about the medical benefits. Like I said, I spent over 30 years in service, so I retired, so I have my full medical benefits. And towards the end of my retirement, I had some uh, pretty serious health issues, some health matters. Um, I, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, mm. MS, which, which actually ended my military career sooner than I, than I, than I wanted. Well, towards the end of my military career, the Navy gave me the time to meet the specialist, medical specialist that I needed for my physical health and also my mental health, my mental well-being. Because um, like I, at the end of my career, like I said, I found out I had multiple sclerosis and I had to retire after 30 years. I didn't want to. Well, the Navy saw that that was a big issue with me, something that you know, that, that's not easy. So I got the mental health that, that I needed uh, t- uh, leaving out of the military. Yeah. You know, so you spent all that time in there and you, you had these things, you know, help you. Did you have any struggles along the way as far as like when, when you needed to communicate, you know, with the, uh, with the higher ups or as you were moving through the ranks? Because I, and the reason I asked that is like my, as I mentioned, my daughter is in the Navy and she's, uh, you know, she's only been in about three years now, but one of the struggles that her and some of her shipmates are, are having is, is feeling comfortable going to a superior officer to talk to him about getting help, uh, which kind of surprised me a little bit. So it's interesting to do this show and talk with others who have spent so much time. Uh, did you kind of see that issue? Did you have struggles, you know, talking to a superior officers or did you get the help that you needed when you needed it? I have a story to tell. I got the help I needed when I needed it, even though I didn't think I needed it. Mm, I it. Um, like I said, I, I was a captain in the Navy, pretty senior officer, and I was going through some personal struggles in my life with deaths of some family members. And like I explained to you, like my MS diagnosis. So one day the Admiral called me into my, to his office and I went to the Admiral's office and this is what the Admiral, Admiral told me, Ricardo, I know you have a lot of struggles and a lot of things that's going on, a lot of issues right now. And I think you need to take some some time off, you know, to help, you know, get some help with some of the issues that, that, that you have. And so I looked at the Admiral, I said, um, I, I'm, I'm good, Admiral. I don't, I don't need time off. I, I don't need. And the Admiral told me, he said, no, Ricardo, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't hear me. I think that you need to see someone and we're going to set you up with someone for you to see. Mm. 
So that when Alma told me that at the time, I was very upset <laughs> because I think that I'm good and I'm fine. Right. But my superior officer saw something in me that I didn't even see and set me up to to go um, get mental health care. That's fantastic. Yeah, that he recognized that and was able to kind of point you in that direction. Uh, so how are you coping with the MS and, and everything now? And obviously, you mentioned it ended your career more than, sooner than you wanted to. Uh, that can be a struggle for veterans as well. Yes, that, that was a struggle ending my career sooner than, than I wanted. But the, the good news uh, about that is since I spent over 30 years in the military, I have full medical benefits. Right. And, and if I'm honest with you, not only those medical benefits, but the VA medical benefits um, because of my MS, I'm 100% permanent and total, uh, total disability. And because of those disabilities, um, having MS, you know, I have a lot of doctors that have to see a urologist, nephrologist, uh, uh, psychologist, and I say psychiatrists. And between the TRICARE system and also the, the VA medical system, it wasn't easy at first. I'm going to start with that. But I get the help that I need uh, dealing with even like for my MS, there's some physical disabilities, there's some physical limits that I have. But through the VA, like I go see a physical therapist to help me through the through, through these things and a neurologist to help me with the other issues. So um, I'm happy. I think that I'm getting um, good care. That's excellent. Uh, what are some of the challenges that you've seen through your your many years in in the service? Is um, obviously so many veterans, you know, they get out of the service and and they have mental health issues or uh, benefits issues, which we touched on some of that, uh, you know, homelessness or disabilities, whatever the case is. And, and sometimes it's just that, you know, either that lack of I don't know if acceptance is the right word, but they kind of you know they feel reluctant sometimes to get help or nowhere to reach out to. Um, any experiences there or anything you'd like to share? You know, I don't have. In any bad experiences on, on that on that level part of it i heard people talk earlier about their faith mm-hmm. i have faith in god mm. and so i i pray a lot and, and i ask i'm not afraid to ask for help and so when people tell me you know the va can offer this offer, offer that i haven't had trouble now i want to say that i do have some friends who've had trouble like going through the system whether it's getting the disability medical right. care things like that and when i talk to them i talk them through it uh, to help them so that that's my experience and, and that's that's fantastic so you do help others kind of mentor a little bit through you know working through that because i think that was my point really is that so many vets uh, unlike you right just they feel uncomfortable asking for help sometimes there's that stigma that just goes with you know, being in the service that, you know, I, I'm, I'm too tough or whatever. I can't, I don't need help. I can do this myself kind of thing. Yeah. And sometimes you don't, um, for saying sometimes you don't even know that you need help. Well, with my psychologist, they offered this thing. Say, hey, we have this thing called race-based stress and trauma for military veterans. Would you like to be part of this group? Hmm. And so I was part of that group where we had for 12 weeks, we get together and we talk about our military experiences and the racial issues that we've had and how it affected our career. And so, and that's been good just to talk to other people about that yeah. issues that you have. Yeah. I think that's a key, isn't it, Reverend Ben, really just having someone to talk to, right? That that's, it goes a long way. And I know that's a lot of what you believe in and what you do as well. Exactly. Exactly. Um, our biggest enemy is the stigmas and things that we hold toward mental health. And um, for us to be able to um, open up 
offer some of our experiences, can also help other people as well. But Carl, I just want to thank you for your um, for your service and for your resiliency and for your um, sharing your um, experience with us today. Because a lot of veterans and a lot of men, period, are sensitive on the issue of mental health. So thank you so much. Well, uh, thank you, Reverend. And I hope if there's anything like our conversation today, if another veteran or somebody hears this, there's help out there and don't be afraid to ask for help. That's that's what I would like to say. And it's been my pleasure serving in the military. Absolutely. And that's the point of the podcast. And we have lots of resources and information that we share here on the show. So again, thank you so much for your time, Ricardo. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll have uh, some more guests on the future episodes. So make sure you stick around and tune into another uh, episode of Untold Valor. You've been listening to Untold Valor by Voice and Vision. We hope you found the information and resources discussed today helpful. As always, thank you for listening and for your support. Remember to stay connected with us through our various social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Don't forget to visit the website, voiceandvisioninc.org. That's voiceandvisioninc.org, where you can sign up for our blog and find free resources and information on upcoming events, webinars, workshops, and get support. You can also access our free help and hope guide for individuals and families struggling with substance use and addiction. If someone you know is struggling, please reach out for help because you and your life matter. Remember, the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is available to you at any time by dialing 988. We are all ambassadors of hope and recovery. And if you want to share your story, please contact us. Compeer Corps is also looking for veteran mentor volunteers and veteran participants. To find out more information about Compeer Corps, please call 610-541-0790. That's 610-541-0790. You can find all the links and contact information for the resources mentioned on today's episode by checking the description and the show notes section of your app. Thank you again for tuning in and for your support. Until next time, this has been Untold Valor.